It's my birthday. Avast ye hearties. What is that off the port bow? Tis a 42-year-old. That's right, mateys. I will make you walk the plank if you mention me being 42 again. <laughs> well, let me quick give you a 42 dinger salute. Ooh, sorry, I'm too tired. My finger's worn out already. I didn't even get halfway through. Yo, ho. Yo, ho, yo, ho, a fat says life for me. <laughs> Do you wish, as a 42-year-old, that your life was more like that of a pirate than it is whatever it is? Uh, I, I guess I guess it would be nice to have all that loot. Oh, not happy with and your booty. Oh, I've got plenty of booty. You got plenty of booty? I'm not missing any booty. Well, if you need high C, it's in the juice aisle at the food oh. more. Well, there you go. There you go. We got everything out. If you you know, we just you just narrowly avoided having two peg legs, but your legs look fine, and my <laughs> arms look fine, and we're live to tell the tale, and it is now your birthday show. Of course, you dragged us 45 minutes away from town to Gasville to this magic shop, Merlin's Magic. Memor- well, I don't even know. I didn't even get to read. It's such a long name of the store. I stopped at Merlin's Magic. Something, something, something. But we're Merlin's, here. Merlin's Magic and Manifestation. Oh, that's why I stopped reading the name of the store. <laughs> but I, I don't think you know. You really shouldn't say anyone was drugged 45 minutes. Such an ama- like you don't say. Oh, I was drugged to Disneyland. It's a great time. You're gonna have a great time here. This is a great place to be. Uh, you can look at all these magic tricks. D- now look, you can't tell me that you didn't enjoy that 20 minute performance that that magician did at the counter to show off all the tricks. Well, uh, when he did that, I was wishing that you had drugged me before you dragged me <laughs> to the store. That would have been, if you drugged and dragged, it would have been a better time. But Mr. Snobbottom, Mrs. Potter, Butter, Butter, Turn, they're out there, at, you know, talking with that magician, and he's refusing flatly to divulge any secrets. He's not the masked magician who is going around on Fox in the 90s revealing the secrets. He is really holding true to the magician's code. I know, you know, some people just can't handle not knowing how things are done. But isn't that the way of life? Nothing, we don't know how anything's done. I don't know how anything gets done around here. And everything gets done in the stupidest, dumbest possible way. And like when we watch one of our favorite shows, the, what's, what is it called? 
Unwrapped with Mark Summers. Mm-hmm. And he says, here's how they make juju fruits. And then he goes, and it's just this big industrial thing. They're just plopping little squirts, and it comes around. And it's like, is this what God had in mind when he created humanity? <laughs> I don't think so. No, he had magic in mind. Uh, so, and that's got that's, magic that's, to do. Yes. That's why I enjoy the fact that magic is the secrets aren't revealed because when I became a magician all those years ago and I was like, I want to know all this stuff's done. And I learned it truly is kind of the same way when you find out you're like, oh, well, that's pretty stupid. So it's way better to like see that, see it as an art form and have fun with it and not know how it's done because it's really just the same kind of stupid. You're like, oh, well, that's that's not fun. Not, I guess I guess in your mind you think, well, it's real magic or something. I don't know. But when you find out the real way it's done, it's pretty stupid. It is stupid. I was watching an Instagram reel, which is like a bastardized TikTok, you know. And yeah. it was some guy, and he was showing like from the back of the trick where he's, he had like a wine glass, and it changed all these different colors, and he was just pulling like a little paper out of the wine glass when he would cover it up. And oh, Cliff, they're all looking at you over there. You better be quiet. They're, they're getting Sorry. mad at you for telling. No, this was, I'm saying this is a bad trick. Don't do it. But the woman who was watching, she was like, oh, my God, you're, you're, are you Satan doing this? You know, it was <laughs> such, so, such ease. But, you know, he was just, and it was stupid. But here's why I really brought that up, because I hate, I hate it. TikTok and the Instagram reels. And, and here's why. Here's why I hate it. Not because it's bad, not because it's ruining anything. I'm not one of those people like in the government. It's like we've got to outlaw TikTok because China, whatever. I could care less. China, come. I'll give you all my information. Who cares? <laughs> it, it's out there. Every other day I'm receiving some email that a password was leaked in a breach and I need to change it. But that's not going to happen because my mind can only feel <laughs> I have too many fucking passwords as it is. But yeah. But here's why I hate TikTok and the Instagram reels, because when I click on one to watch and I'm where I'm thinking, oh, maybe this hunk is going to reveal something and maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But then you just keep watching and I'm powerless to just this flow. It's just one after another, 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 another until you've wasted this huge amount of time, not only in your day, but in your life, just scroll into the next, scroll into the next. Uh. Oh, and I have no way almost of stopping. And eventually I do stop, but that's just because I am going to lose my mind if I don't stop. Do you agree? Well, I agree that that happens. Um, but it. For, for me, I'm so ADHD, it's like little hits of dopamine. So I, I feel fulfilled when I've scrolled through several. I mean, but I, I got to a point where I used to do that in the beginning. Like, I just scroll mindlessly forever. And then I got to a point where I'm like, oh, I've I've woken up. I'll turn over and, and you know, I'll go through like 10 or something. And I, I've, I've gotten better about, you know, limiting the amount I can do. I mean, when you have a baby, you can't like go through 100 of them anyway. So oh, please. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I still enjoy it. I learned so many things. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know I could do this on that program. Or I didn't know that I could do that. And I've, I learned so many things. I've got all my my videos saved in categories. So it's like oh. to watch, to, to read, to do this, no to God. do that. Like place. 
Oh God! You're lucky I'm not reading all those on my birthday episode. <laughs> hey, it's your it's your birthday episode. If you whatever you want to do, Bubba. Have we even mentioned it's my birthday? Have we not enough? Not enough not times. Enough, that's true. No, I think TikTok or the Reels they should have a function for parents or for people who are trying to parent themselves, like I am. <laughs> then that you know you can say, okay, I'm. This has to shut off after five minutes or after ten minutes. Like I'll do it for five minutes and enjoy it, but then it has needs to shut off for three hours so I don't get back on it. Yeah. So uh, that's all I'm gonna say. I'll save my other parenting advice for when your baby gets older, for when they come to me and they say, Oh, my dad is I tried to get some fatherly <laughs> advice, but he's on TikTok. What do I do? And you know, <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for that. Uh, well, that's that's good. That's good. But Kendall, this is your birthday show, and other than just talking about how forty-two year olds you are, what the fuck else are we talking about? <gasps> well, Cliff, we've already started talking about the mystery of this magic store, mm. but we're talking about um, you know unexplained mysteries and mysteries of the paranormal today, at least in the first half. Um, then we have a special surprise in the second half, <laughs> but. Um, but all these mysteries that are here, because, uh, you know, I'm just fascinated. I could watch every show about any kind of mystery, whether I believe that they're real or not. It's just so fun to, to uh, you know, just kind of sit back and, and waste away and think about silly things. You know, like I used to love watching Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, yeah. There's a whole documentary on Pluto TV. I don't know if you've seen that. It's kind of a cheap documentary, but it's good. See, that's the kind of thing. And so it's a real. Let me just burst in, interrupt you. Um, come on in. There's a trend, and I'm not talking about the dangerous trend of teens summoning demons in the woods, as I sang about on my Halloween album. I'm talking about the trend of these documentaries. I don't need to watch a documentary about unsolved mysteries. I don't need to watch a doc about this or that. I'll just watch unsolved mysteries. What, why? Uh, you're sadly mistaken. No. You need to watch the documentary. It why? talks about how they, well, because it's so fun. They talked about like um, how fun it was to work with Robert Stack and uh. they had like outtakes and stuff. And like one episode where he's supposed to be holding a dog and he was just like, the dog was not cooperating. And they talked about how they would go to all these small towns where the actual events happened and they would hire like local theater people. And they were saying like, and sometimes. They were, like, way over the top. And, you know, we thought that when we were, we were watching, I'm sure. But it's just so funny to hear the stories. And they're like, well, this person, like, he was really going for it. And it was showing, like, Matthew McConaughey and his oh, first yeah. acting role, which was on that, you know. His was in a really just, depressing know. one. Oh, yeah. It wasn't in, yeah. like, a fun one. It was in, like, a really sad one. Yeah. But see, but I'll just, you know how I knew that? Because I watched the fucking show. So. <laughs> well... I enjoyed it. And moving back to the unexplained and the paranormal. Right, right. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We'll start out with, of course, the big the big one. Bigfoot. Oh. Now have you ever seen Bigfoot? No, there is no Bigfoot. How do you know? Clip that is so you know, it I will refer you to one of the documentaries I watched where Jane Goodall was uh, interviewed and she said, you know, it is uh, quite absurd for us to say that the species wouldn't exist when there have been so many uh, irrefutable sightings and evidence. It's like there, there's, there has to be something out there, especially in these huge jungles in South America that are just completely untraversed by humans. It, there, there could be something out I'm there. I'm not talking about in untouched 
South American jungles. I'm talking about Joe Blow from Hootenanny, Missouri, who says, I was in the outhouse the other night, and then I saw Bigfoot walking in the yard, and he tried on my underwears hanging on the wash line. I'm talking about that bullshit. That is not well, Cliff, I real. didn't ask you if there was a Bigfoot in Hootenanny, Missouri. <laughs> I said if there was a Bigfoot. Well, but, there's so not. anyway. No, and the answer is no. There's not. I think Jane Goodall's well. been in the monkey house too long. Well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> just, just like ghosts. Just which, like you ghosts. Know, I'm a firm believer there are ghosts out there. I've, I've, I'm sure that I've seen things and heard things and felt things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, we all, haven't we all? We have all. Some of us just choose to... Pretend that it's a ghost. Ignore it. Instead of something <laughs> normal. <laughs> Oh, ye of little faith. I mean, like we said before on our ghost show, it, it could be residual, you know. Could just be some Very well could be. Residual. Could just be like the house just playing it over and over, although I think that sounds pretty stupid, too. But it could be. Well. Could be happening. Well, that's what you said during the magic act over there, but, well, you know, I, different fo- strokes for different folks. Sorry, I didn't think I said it loud enough. To be heard. Oh, you did. Meant to oh, you did. Everybody it. in the whole store heard it. Oh, I was trying to say it under my breath. Sorry. Oh, dear. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but we have been trying and trying to get information out of that gentleman over there. Oh. I think it's very improper etiquette to show us something like that and then not explain how it's done. It's very strange, boys. Why, he was pulling a very long handkerchief out of somewhere. I don't know where, though, boys. I think it may have been from out of thin air. It just kept coming and coming and coming. Whoa! See, Mr. Snodbottom gets it clicked. But now, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn, you see, there is a whole different set of etiquette for the magic community. You have to you have to really not tell the secrets, and, and if you do, then that is improper etiquette. Oh. Oh, well, dear. When you put it like that, I could almost understand, but its I still think it's rude. It is a bit rude when you just ask a simple question like, how did they do that? And he's, there he's like, nope, not going not gonna to say. Mm, rude. Well, do people that, become magicians just back. so they can be rude is what I'm wondering. I think some people do. <gasps> David Blaine. But I'm, uh, yeah, he's, I'm sure he was one of them. David Copperfield. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Focus, focus. I don't know, but you know, some some people probably do it to to feel in, you know uh, empowered and and better than other people. But no, that's not what I do. I do it for the joy that it brings to people's faces. Oh, wonderful boy! I love how you love to bring joy to others. What a wonderful aspect of your personality, there, Candleboy. That is wonderful, Dale, but could you please just tell me where that fishbowl came from? Oh, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, I'm sure you can just Google it. Just Google fishbowl magic trick or whatever. Okay, dear, could you explain to me how to Google? Well, we'll I'll give you a lesson later, okay? We're met Fonky, get Fonky. Fonky was born Googling, okay? She can do oh, it. Oh, dear, Fonky's over there watching the kids show. Fonky, dear, excuse me, dear, oh, we're gonna have to leave. Yeah. I'm gonna show how to figure out the fishbowl. Oh, sorry. For a second, oh, I thought I was going to have to give technology lessons to Mrs. Butter 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 <laughs> See how much joy it's bringing them? Well, so long as it brings joy, who am I to quibble? 
Well, you know what doesn't bring joy, Cliff? Uh-oh, what? A mystery. Spontaneous human combustion. Oh. Do you, now, have you... <laughs> now, I have to tell you, I don't know about this one, but it used to terrify me when I was younger. When I would see, like... And I, they may have had one on Unsolved Mysteries about I'm spontaneous. Sure I can't remember. Did. I'm sure they did. But it really did. I was terrified. I thought, am I just going to just burst into flames one day? It, it, so obviously, from I can see from your face, you never thought that. So uh, it, it, maybe did. it was just me. What in my body is even flammable? I don't know. What were what was flammable in those other people they were talking about on the show know. that burst into flames? I mean, I guess you know, everything. Like no ignition source. I mean, I guess it is flammable if if people can burn to death or whatever. But it, like to just ignite. Yeah, that's the mystery. I think you spot like you might ignite if you have gas poured on you and then someone throws a lit match at your gas covered body, then you know well, then they might be doing it, you know, spontaneously. They may not have planned it. I don't know, Cliff. I get so I get so hot when you say that Bigfoot doesn't exist, I might spontaneously human combust, you know, so I I don't think that there's a Bigfoot in Nanny, Missouri. That's what I'm saying. Uh, now, is there some <laughs> ape down in Brazil? Probably in some untouched rainforest. Sure. But you heard it here it. first. Cliff believes in Bigfoot. But it's not a Bigfoot. It's not. There's the Hendersons are not there to pick him up and bring him home and wash his hair. Oh, which, see, another thing you would have learned from that documentary yeah. is that when they did an episode about Bigfoot, they actually rented the costume used from Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, really? For the show. And I just loved that. I thought, I just, it's great that Harry and the Hendersons, uh, Bigfoot, is walking around on Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, yeah. Cliff, if you did combust spontaneously. Right. Do you believe that people can... Belch. Uh, that that's the sound of of reincar of, of of spontaneous human combustion. That's probably what it sounds like. Do you like believe it. that people can reincarnate? I mean, the Buddhas, the Buddhist, the Buddhas, the Buddhist people believed it for hundreds of years. Well, a lot of people. I mean, there's a great number of people on Earth who do believe it. Uh, doesn't make it true. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do you want to come back as somebody else or as something else? Well, want and believe are two different things. It's true. But, but yeah, sure. I I would, I, you know, I'd come back as a fat cat that got to eat lasagna and dress up for, in Halloween costumes every year. I'd do that, you know. Yeah. There's I'd, several things. But in the realm of existence, do I, I where I've already been on Earth, I mean, I've been here for 42 years, okay? And mm -hmm. frankly, I've had it. I've had enough. Do I then want to die and then say, well, let's go back to that same place? No. Send me to some other universe, some other dimension, some other type of existence. I don't want to die from being killed by Bigfoot in South America only to be reborn in Hootenanny, Missouri as some Hootenanny hillbilly. Or a possum that's, you know, killed by the guy at the outhouse. Maybe you were killed by a Bigfoot in a previous life, and that's why you're so against it. But um, Could be. Now, I'll, I'll tell you a reason why you would want to come back to this place. Because think about coming back, and you've re been reincarnated here, and you're going along, and all of a sudden one day you stumble upon 
a little podcast online. And you're like, what is this? And they're like, oh, these people died. They spontaneously combusted <laughs> they one day. Right in front when, of Bigfoot. When they were both arguing over Bigfoot. And then you just found it. And you, then you got to listen to all those shows. Like, they were new. You never heard them. All of our episodes. Yeah, that's a reason to come back. Well, but I might be like one of these other people, you know, most of the people on Earth. And it's like, no, that's not for me. I think I'll skip that. Well, then you don't deserve to come back. See, it's, it all comes back to that. I'm not coming back. All right. When I'm all gone, right. I'm gone, Kendall. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Let's talk about something that fine. is less less of a, of a paranormal thing and more of just a mystery. Ooh. Scientists are just mystified by this, but it's a true thing. It really exists. This is not a TV special thing. This is real. Ooh. So some slime mold, right? Slime molds? Slime, like slime, like Nickelodeon slime okay. mold. Slime. They can solve mazes, and they can seem to be able to make risk-benefit decisions. And there's evidence that these molds can track time. They do all this without a brain or any single uh, brain cell, most like me on the show. But whatever mechanism they they can like form together. Scientists have studied it, and they don't know. They don't know why or how. Now, that's a mystery, and that just blows my mind that there... I mean, there are plenty of mysteries in the universe that aren't paranormal that just blow your mind. Like, how does oh, this sure. happen? Sure. Everything, like, it's, everything's a mystery to me, you know. Um, so you're telling me that out there in some scientist's basement, they've got a maze, and there's a big pile of green slime that was just slimed on like Justin Timberlake or something at the Kids Choice Awards and it's now I think crawling. they're different slimes but yeah but it, okay so it's not that it's a different one that's not been on TV before and this is yeah. a regular slime and it's just crawling around through the maze solving the maze slime yeah no <laughs> look it up slime and especially if you said it's a slime mold does it mold have to grow on something? How could it? How does mold even just move? I don't know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. What Bozo's website from? Look at that website you're reading from. Is it from Hootenanny, Missouri? This is just some hillbilly no. writing all this stuff. No, it's not. No, it's from slime molder slime mold lovers dot com. <laughs> well, I think that is. <gasps> Fascinating. I know. I really do. I mean, all animals, all creatures, you know, that's why I think humans have just this endless hubris and arrogance that we are the only ones who are thinking and doing stuff. Listen, you know, you mentioned our show earlier that scientists have tested it and nobody's thought anything on our show. You know, there was no <laughs> thinking that went into it whatsoever. So, but of course there's going to be like, you know, you talk about the octopus and it climbs out of the cage and all yeah. this. And of course I believe, I believe that far before I believe, you know, that there's whatever. Whatever. You mean like skinwalkers? Yeah, like that. Which is a skinwalker. It feels like it was an X-Files episode that I've just kind of forgotten. Oh, what, what I'm, I'm sure it was. Well, like, there's in, in Utah, in the Unitah Basin or whatever it's called, there's, like, people believe that it's cursed from, from Native Americans that lived there that, like, fought over this land or whatever. Yeah. And they see all this crazy stuff, like cows just get mutilated. 
they, they found like, I mean, whether you believe any of this or not, it's some crazy footage and things that they find of stuff that's crazy. happened there. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people just think, oh, it's a weird paranormal thing. Some people think it's ghosts. Some people think it's UFOs. And a lot of people think that it's called these skinwalkers that were like Native American uh, things that, that would like take the shape of a wolf, but they could also shift into humans. And they, they shift into all these different creatures and they're scary and they try to kill you. Oh, so it's the wolf man that did it, is it? Well, they don't, they don't call it the wolf man. But well. you know, you call it what you will, Cliff. Whatever it makes you believe. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, I'd howl. I just asked you if you believe in Frankenstein oh. too. But you should. I do. You know what I was watching before I came? Before you dragged us. I wish you drugged <laughs> us and dragged us here before you dragged. I was watching Frankenstein. But speaking of, I have a little gift for you. It is your birthday. So oh, here you it should is. have. And yes, yeah, I'll let the listeners know. It is a cassette. It is a cassette tape. And it is of the new song that I wrote for you just for your birthday. It's called, let's see, what is it called again? I have to look it up on my list. A lot of thought went into this. Greatest songs. <laughs> no, this is uh, this is def- destined to be one of my big, on my greatest hits album. Oh, it's called Kendall's 42nd Birthday Song. All right, here's what, it, and I'm going to put the tape in right now. Let's see. Oops, so God, you can. that whole cassette player with you? Yeah, because I, you want to hear it, don't you? Well, absolutely. So, all right, well, now I'm going to press play. Sorry, I wrapped up the wrong tape. The tape with your birthday song is in the back seat of my car somewhere. So let me, uh, we'll have to get that, uh, you know, when we go well, back to town, okay? Hopefully because, I can hear it before I turn 43. Well, at some point you will, but you know what? You got to hear one of the great pieces of music of all time, which is the great Give Me a Break theme song, the second version, which is, if anything's better than my music, it's that. That's one of the few things well, better than my that's songs. That's something we can agree on. That's uh, yeah. So I only, you know, I wish that there were reincarnations so that Nell Carter could come and save me from this place. Okay, <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about now, Kendall. I'm not talking about things that are smart. I'm talking about things that are stupid. You're right. We'll take a break from all this smart talk we've been talking about the whole episode, and now it's time for some stupid questions for me. So stupid. Are I'm these just questions? Sit back and be asked some stupid questions by Cliff from my birthday. Right, well, sit up because you're about to answer some stupid mm. questions. Stupid. All right. <sighs> oh God, so many of those for my birthday. What is one article of clothing that someone could wear that would make you walk out on a date with them? 
uh, well, I, I don't, I, some things I can't say, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like a certain kind of baseball cap. Yeah. Or, or any kind of, like if the shirt had a face of somebody that I really couldn't stand on the front, I, I don't <laughs> like to speak those people's names cause I don't no. like to give them more power. No. But, um, yeah, or or like if there, somebody was wearing a shirt that said, "I don't believe in Bigfoot." I'm out. <laughs> Bigfoot's a crock of shit. All right, I'm out. Need not apply. Ask a stupid question. Get a stupid answer. Yeah. All right, Kendall. Now the zombie apocalypse is coming. Who are three people that you want on your survival team? Other than me, obviously, I'm on it. Uh, well, see, here's the thing. It's a real loose word calling it a survival team because I don't want to survive. I mean, I much. I really don't want to survive the world the way it is now. If it's a zombie apocalypse, come on. Who wants to live through that? And if you become a zombie, that's a lot of walking I don't want to deal with. So I would just like go into a bunker. Like It'd be like me, you, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, Mr. Snodbottom, Funky Opie, our baby, Susan. And we just listened to old episodes of Cliff and Kendall until the power went out and we died of starvation. All right. Well, you know, and I might, as a wonderful humanitarian, I might just leave, not go down there with y'all, because that's a lot of kids <laughs> in a bunker. And um, if we're all gonna die anyway, you know, I might just take my chance. You're gonna miss out on all those magic tricks. Gonna miss out on a lot of crying children. All right, Kendall, what was your least favorite food as a child? Although looking at you, we can tell you like most foods. What was the one that you hated as a kid? You said, no, Mom, not going to eat it. What did I hate the most? I hated a lot of things. I, I really, I did not like anything that was healthy. That's that's what you can believe looking at me. Like, my favorite meal was yeah. macaroni and cheese. Yeah. And pretty much anything else was on the, the no list. So, Uh-oh. If, if it didn't come in the form of a pizza or a cheesy macaroni and cheese, put it on the list. Like, let's say broccoli. There you go. All right, Kendall, if you could be on a reality TV show, which one would you choose and why? Uh, which one would I choose? If I had to be on one that was accurate, to be my 600-pound life. But oh. if, I had, if I had to choose one to be on... Uh, one that's not pitiful. Uh... World's greatest magic. No, um, Ooh, no, I can. I, I know the perfect answer, which is why I'm sitting here unbothered. I know you do, and that's why I'm I'm trying to figure out what it is. Um, it's your life. Oh, you know? oh, oh, oh. Um, my life on the D list. There you go with our lady of broadcast comedians, the wonderful, irrepressible Kathy Griffin. Of that's course. right. That that's the correct answer. You're right. You got it. And for that, I'm going to give you a ding. Kendall, those were in honor of your 42nd birthday. Kendall, did you, like, I do, or do you stop and marvel? Not that, like, we're old, because not that, like, you, you know, but just that we are as old as we are. I stop and weep sometimes. <laughs> No, I, I really, I do. Like, I'll listen to episodes of the show, and we'll say something about being 20-something years old. I'm like, <laughs> how? How did we get to this point? How are we this old? How? And, yeah, and just the, the, the cruelest part of living, teens out there, is not that you feel older. Of course, we feel 
old and retired and Kendall had a baby for some reason is in his 40s and you know he's having to deal with that even though it's Another a blessing mystery. from God God but the real cruelty is that all the things that you really enjoyed not to say that there's not plenty of things that we enjoy now like your baby and stuff but all the things that made us who we are kind of it they all happened so long ago Oh, now. yeah. We're like Al Bundy talking about the football game. Everything that I think of is just like, wow, I can't believe that was 22 years ago <laughs> or, yeah. what, or 25. Next year uh, is my 25th anniversary of graduating high school. And I can't quite believe that. It mm-hmm. feels like yesterday. So it feels like yesterday when we started this show, and that was like 15 years ago. So, uh, Oh, Whoa. God, yeah. Can't believe we've been doing that for 15 years. The amount of those <laughs> that have been recorded and distributed are shocking. And it's single-handedly <laughs> caused global warming. It's, it's caused something. If people wonder why society is the way it is, I'm not saying that's the cause, but it's a symptom. Well, okay. you know, maybe maybe it's like a, the butterfly flaps its wings in Central Park and you get rain instead of sunshine. Maybe just our belches cause the world to implode on itself. Maybe. Maybe every time we belched, you know, just the... An angel great, loses its wings. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, you know, humanity got dumber by one IQ point. You're and, welcome. And, now we're circling the drain, okay? Because yeah. that's the other hard thing to believe is like, how are we? We are we are the smartest people out there. Not that everybody's dumb, but like everybody's pretty stupid, okay? And mm-hmm. I do stupid stuff too. So even the smartest among us, like me, is pretty stupid. <laughs> so, but that's all. Oh, my God. I've got to go. Do you think this magician will tell me where the bathroom is, or do, will that break his magician's code? Because I've got I'm to sure go right will. But now. I'm, I'm eyeing those magician hats over there. I need a new one. So I'm going to go look at those, and we'll yeah. be back after this. All right. Don't get head lice trying on those hats. Don't touch that dial. There's more sass on the way. Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. He, he, he was a Coke. She was a Pepsi. Together, they were a Coke and a Pepsi. It's the story of a much older, older Pepsi and a much younger Coke. She offered him a thrill. He went along for the ride until one day... Jealousy took over. Pepsi found out her friends liked the new Coke for his better taste. And that's when they fell out. Well, uh, that's when Pepsi fell out. This is Max Edrum. Catch the wave. Coke. And now, welcome back to the show. It's a birthday, oh, 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 it's a
got a 42 year old oh my god that that they reacted to (laughs) but kendall this is your birthday yes it is what have you learned in living laughing and loving for 42 years well i've learned to um to do those things to live laugh and love i've learned to let go of the stuff that uh, that people say that you don't care about. Don't let it get to you. Don't let it bother you. And I've learned to find enjoyment in the things that I enjoy. Well, I love that you enjoy the things you enjoy. It's one of my favorite things about you that I enjoy is your enjoyment of the things that you enjoy. And, and one I enjoy of the that things, you enjoy that. Well, see, it's a big circle. It's reciprocal. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that you enjoy is... A certain singer? Oh, me? I do. I sang that song about your birthday. (laughs) I sang about the teens in the woods. I sang, open up your tree sack, open up your tree sack. I'm ready for a midnight snack. That one's been banned. That one's been banned. Um, No, we put out a clean remix without a summoning spell. It's now it's just gibberish. It's no longer demonic summoning. No demons on my episode. Um, (laughs) But... Now I do I do love you as a singer. Mm. There's a certain other singer that I would be remiss if I didn't bring up. Mm. Mm. I'm talking William Joel. <laughs> really, when you said I thought William Shakespeare, and I thought, wow, I have neglected to know how classy Kendall really was all these years. Uh, you know, you didn't ask about writer. You said singer. William Shakespeare wasn't a singer. So. No, he was obviously your favorite author and playwright. Exactly. But no, we're talking about Billy Joel here, Cliff. Oh. And just like I had to get a big countdown of all the Bette Midler songs, you're going to have to do a mini countdown of Billy Joel songs. Well, to remember, not that far back you did... And you were lucky to do it. A countdown of Bette Midler movies. But I meant movies. I these said songs, are songs. And I just want to get something. I'm not even getting it out of the way. I'm putting it in the way. Here's what I got to say. This is my top Billy Joel songs. These is, this is not the definitive that everybody's going to come up with. This is not just his top six greatest hits. If you Google Billy Joel's top six greatest hits, what comes up. I didn't want to give you some boring old thing that Kendall might come up with or just your average, you know, aggregate 
software could do. These are what I think of as the best Billy Joel songs. And it's not, they are, I'm, I mean, I don't know if he wrote them all. I don't know. Did he, he did, wrote them all. Oh, now, I'm, I, definitely he didn't write one of them. But that, that's well, okay I because, well, I don't know if you do. But, <laughs> you know, if I put out Bette Midler's best songs, she didn't write them all. I don't know if she wrote any of them. Madonna yeah. has written most of her songs, but not all of them. If you go back to those early hits, she didn't write Holiday or, you know, Burning Up For Your Love. So not everything's going to be written by her. But these are sung by Billy Joel. Sometimes, uh, sometimes other people sang them. And they well, were good, too. You're lucky too. that I gave you this task because every one of them is so good. It doesn't matter what you pick. They're still going to be the top it's ten or whatever the top six. Top six because it's a mini countdown. Mini so. countdown. That's right. So, All right. Start it out, Cliff. Let me know. Let me see <laughs> how right you are. How right I am. Well, this one is a song. Speak. Did I Was I speaking about Barbara Streisand? Did I mention her? Or was I just thinking about her, like I always say? I don't know. I can't, who can tell? You always mention her, so I feel like you've mentioned her recently. <laughs> so, recently enough. Well, listen, in a few days, she has a 1,000-page autobiography coming out. So you're going to have to leave me alone for a week while I have some <laughs> Barbara time, okay? But... And I can't wait to read. Maybe I'll read you the the excerpt about this uh, on oh, the show. I'm sure, you will. When if, if she, I mean, I'm assuming she devotes a whole chapter to her cover of this song, and it's just one of those things. You know, they're both New Yorkers. It, he's from Long Island, right? And yeah, she of course is born and bred in Brooklyn, and. Whenever you're with either of them, they put you in a certain state of mind. And a lot of people are put in this state of mind when they see me, too, because this is my hometown. New York, state of mind. Kendall, gone down. Either it's the Daily News or the whatever, you know, down to Battery Park in a New York state of mind. You know I love it. But now. Give and take, Give and take. New York Times the daily, the daily news. Oh, oh, oh. it comes down to reality. And it's fine with me, cause I let it slide. I no, I love it. And that is number six, New York. We've seen mind. all the movie stars oh, yeah. and their fancy cars and the limousines. Oh yeah. Cause I left them all behind. We're in a New York. In a New York. Great choice. Great choice. Of I made this countdown. Alright, Kendall. They're all great. Yeah. This is one. This is one. Speak what were was I just talking about Bette Midler or and was I just thinking about her like I always am? No, we were talking about Bette Midler okay. for sure. Well, Bette Midler, she happened to do a kick-ass version of this one. And it's all about... No, no, no. She did not cover that Lionel Richie Hello song. <laughs> she covered a song about saying goodbye. 
And it starts like this Bobby's driving through the city tonight In the lights of a new rental car Gonna say goodbye to Hollywood. Say goodbye, my baby. Oh, what a good one! I played that when I left Hollywood to head to Busheltown. Oh, don't you remember? I kept playing it over and over and over again. I remember something about it. Maybe I was wishing that I'd been drugged and before you dragged (laughs) me here. But of course, Kendall, say goodbye already. To Hollywood. What now? You're the Billy Joelophile here, the big mega fan. What is that song really about? Uh, Cliff, so many things. So many things. Can't, it's hard to narrow it down to one. I mean, you know, saying goodbye. first of all, I mean, saying goodbye and, you know, saying goodbye to Hollywood. Specifically, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was it, but. Uh, <laughs> But you know, I mean, you, can you could you really ever get into someone's head and really think like, what does it really mean? It's more one of those things like, you know, the, the it, it's it's kind of your own interpretation. Mm, I doubt that very much. But other Billy Joel files, feel free to write us on X at Cliff and Kendall and tell us what it's really about. But Kendall, you are a big. Billy Joelophile, and I know you I'm are. I'm big everything. But what am I? <laughs> oh, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but oh, what am I? Speaking of, what a great segment we're about to play. I love it. I wanted it on my, my birthday episode. I love it. And listeners will be happy to know we fixed it. We fixed we this did. segment so that someone can actually win it in 10 questions, okay? We're going to give a category for the thing that we're trying to guess. This is a, uh, a fictional character. Okay. All right. Is this character a man? Yes. All right. Although. Well. I, oh, well. Male. Male. Okay. It's a, a male. There you go. It's a dude, although I, you know, I hate to make things about the gender binary. I know. Well, you brought it up. Well, but does 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 they identify as a boy? Okay. So this is a boy. Is this character usually a cartoon? Yes. All right. Did they originate in the 80s? No. No. Did they originate before the 80s? Yes. Boy. It's a boy. It's not a mouse. No, I said it's a male. Oh, it could be a mouse. Is this character human? No. Oh. Is is this character a Disney character? Yes. Oh. Is it a, a rodent? Yes. Oh. Is it Mickey Mouse? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. They they do say oh boy. <laughs> they do. He even says it. Okay. There you go. Which hey. is why when you said is it a man, I was like, mm, it's not a man. 
All right, let me ask you again so you can use the catchphrase of our segment name. Is it Mickey Mouse? I know you are. But I know what you am are, I? but what am I? Oh, it worked. All right, this one that you're going to guess is a food. Is it in a circle shape? No. Is it something that you bake? No. Is it something you normally order at a fast food restaurant? Yes. Is it one of my favorite foods? I don't think so. Is it something that... Gosh, this is tough. Uh, gosh, gosh, gosh. You'd think food would be the easiest thing. You is think? it a dessert? No. Uh, is it something served hot? No. Is it uh, like a, a dip? Yes. Do you dip chips in it? No. Is it a condiment? Yes. Oh, oh, I've only got one more left. Uh-huh. Is it ketchup? I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> oh, look at us go. Look at us go. I can't believe I got it. I can't believe it either, but you did. Kelly, you squeaked it right out on your birthday, no less. All right. Uh, <clears throat> this next one that you're about to guess, Cliff, is a... It's... It's a place. Okay. I'm trying to think if I need to quantify that anymore. It's sort of a, well, no, it's a real place. Is it an amusement park? It, it see, this is gonna be tough. This oh. is gonna be tough. Um, how how about I say it's in an amusement park? Okay. Uh, is it the haunted mansion? <laughs> See, that's funny. Yeah, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> All right. Uh, I knew that was going to immediately give it away. <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked a couple extra things just to pad the time. Um, All right, this yeah. next one, here you go. Bad news for you. you got to start guessing. I know. This is a character. Fictional character. All right. Um, is it a cartoon? No. Uh, is it uh, pre-1950? No. Uh, is, is they identify as male? Yes. Is it post-1970? Yeah. Is it a character we grew up with? Yeah. Are they known for Halloween? I wouldn't say they're known for Halloween. Did they have a children's morning show? Yes. Is, uh, did they say the catchphrase for this segment in their show? No. Had a morning show. They had a show. I don't know that it was in the morning, but they had a show. Oh. Were they younger than 50? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did they make believe? Instead of answering yes or no, I'll say it's not Mr. Rogers. Oh, that's good. Okay. Uh, is it somebody that I love? Yes. I've only got one question left. Uh, I'll just go with, uh, I know this is probably not right. I'll go with Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> well, a lot of people feel Christopher Lloyd is a fictional character, but I prefer I mean, to think Doc of him as a from, real person. Sorry, Doc Brown. Oh, this is so disappointing. Know what I mean? Ernest. 
P. Whirl. Oh my God. Of course. Of, of course. The, of the tragically one season show, Hey Vern, it's Ernest. Should have ran you know, for decades. You know what threw me off? And I, it's not it's not your fault. I just, I'm dumb enough that it threw me off. When you said he's not associated with Halloween, my brain went, not any of those. Like not, I watched uh, Ernest Scared Stupid last night. Oh, well, see, I like people don't just say Ernest and you automatically any more no, no, than no, you I do know. Christmas. You don't automatically. That's what I mean. Think. That's what I mean. It's my fault, but I, my, that's the way my brain works. It's definitely your um, fault. Yes. So, uh, hey, two out of or three out of four ain't bad. Three out of four ain't bad. That's what Meatloaf said, and it remains true. Remains true. Remains true. It does. True. It does. Now I know. Do you all know? Now Do you all know? <laughs> All right, back to the top six Meatloaf songs. Number no. four. Oh. Okay, so let me, hold on. It's not, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Let me scratch that off. All right, it is <laughs> number four. hell. <laughs> Oops, not that one. Oops, not Eddie when they say, is opportunity? <laughs> Got a lot of rewriting soul. to do. All right, Kendall, no. Number four. Well, this one, this is what he, Billy Joel did not write this one. But man, did he sing it. He sang it in a movie. Do you know it? Do you know it? It was a, a Bette Midler sang in this movie, too. Was I just thinking about Bette Midler, or did I mention her? Like, I'm always thinking about her, so I don't know. And this, they, they weren't playing themselves, though. They were playing a couple of dogs. It was oh. in the movie Oliver and Company. And it's a great song that asks a great question. For all of us, especially as people turn 42. Why should I worry? Why should I care? Remember that song and how great it was from Oliver and Company. There you go. I, I, I was trying to fathom somewhere where Billy Joel and and uh, Bette Midler were like live action in a movie together. If only. If only. If only. The world it, would be complete. They, there's still time. There's still time. If they ever settle this actor strike, Bette will get right back to work. Yeah. Okay. When they make the, the movie Uptown Girl. Uh, but I prefer his song about a man. And this song is about a certain kind of man at number four. Not a saxophone man. Not a harmonica man. Not a banjo man. Not even a guitar man. This guy was a... Mr. Bass Man? (laughs) Not please, Mr. Postman. This was... A piano man. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's my nickname sometimes. Oh, to yourself when you're referring to yourself? Yeah, um, I didn't say it was other people. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. A regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me. Making love to his tonic and gin
All right, Piano Man. So, of course, the Piano Man in this Davy, who's still in the Navy and eating some gravy. Probably will be for life. All right. Uh, and this drinking his tonic and gin. Of course, the piano man. Such a good one. Such a good one. Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling all right. That's number three. Kendall, OMG. We we called the baby Banana Man because oh. he had a little banana PJ set and yeah. we'd say, hey, Mr. Banana Man. Loved it. Did, did, did he, he enjoyed it especially, I'm sure. I um, didn't enjoy much of anything at that point, but, you know. He, somebody, looked, somebody looked at him and he cried. It's understandable. All right. <laughs> what now did I hear? Uh, oh, well, here they come. Oh, boys. Uh, uh, I want you to see this. Uh, uh, Mrs. Butter 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 Turn, she has just learned a new magic trick. She wants to show you both. <laughs> it's oh, very, it's quite a wonderful very, trick. Okay, I'm ready to see. I found out that he would divulge a secret if I would buy a trick, dear, so I did. <laughs> well, there you go. Money talks. All right. Now, don't, don't judge me, dear. I haven't practiced that much. But here we go. I'm going to take this handkerchief. I'm going to take this handkerchief right here. Right. And I'm going to stuff it in my hand just like this. Okay? Oh, wonderful. And I'm going to say the magic words. Here we go. Uh, abracadabra, one, two, three. And just, if you'll clip here, if you'll blow in my hand, dear, just make. Oh, there we go. Yep. Now we'll make this disappear. Ready? One, oh. two, three. It's gone. Oh. <laughs> where? Oh, that was. That was pretty good, Miss Butter Butter. Just make sure you don't flash. Flash? Uh, flash? No flash photography during that one, because it's no flash paper either. Oh no, dear! I, I, you know, I oh dear, goodness. Oh sorry. That's not. That's very ma- not very magical. But I, I can't divulge the secrets. I've I made a solemn oath to the magician here that I would not divulge the secret. So there oh, you go. Yes, and you know she never goes back on her word, boys. If yeah, she see, says now she, she understands. Oh, yes. Now that she is a magician herself, she gets it. <laughs> right. Well, you're, we, we, I don't know if we go as far as a magician yet, but we're, we you got to work your way up to that. Oh, right. You don't have the top hat yet. So if you get a top hat and maybe one of those fancy capes over there, there's oh, some clearance capes. Oh, yeah. There's some on clearance, too. See if you can get one. Oh, let, dear, let's go take a look see if any hats might fit me. Oh, all right. Okay, now I, I'll just say now that they're gone. You know, magic's my thing. I don't. I just can't oh. be a magician. But you know, some tricks are fine here and there. The kids will love them. Kendall, if you want to start collecting doilies, it's all right. We can all enjoy the same thing. You know, not today, not tomorrow, not ever. <laughs> Cliff, I do have a yes? surprise segment, but um, it's saved oh. for the very end of the show. That's gonna be the last thing we oh. do on the way out. All right, surprise, surprise. See, I saw those, all these damn TikToks with that woman singing that song. Have you seen those? Surprise, mm. surprise. The I woman, have, yeah. she's in the red outfit, everything. It's like I just farted in the elevator. Surprise, surprise. All right. Uh, Susan sent me one, and it says, when, when we get married, and then I uh, show you my other six personalities. Surprise, surprise. Uh, um, did she show you that one in therapy? 
Um, <laughs> no, we saved that for after. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't think the therapist would have enjoyed it, the special marriage therapy. <laughs> this is a song about a special place. And... Busheltown. No. It's a, also about a special thing to do when you're at this special place at this certain time of day. And... Okay. This is one of those songs. You, you, did you even know I had this album? I had this CD in the 90s. The full album. I don't know that I ever heard any of the other songs on it, but I love this one. In the I go walking in the night. I go walking in my sleep. From the mountains of faith. To the river so deep. I must be looking for something. Something sacred I lost But the river is wide And it's too hard to cross River of dreams Must Kendall. be looking for something Something sacred I know The river is wide And the river of dreams Kendall, did you ever know that I had that album As a teen? I didn't I didn't I did Learn something new every day. Every day, Kendall. And number one, listeners, <gasps> screaming it, no doubt. Number one, obviously, it's a song about not taking responsibility because it's not your responsibility because you, you didn't do it. And it's a song about collectively we didn't do it. Could have just been called We Didn't Do It. Not our fault. But he named it something more poetic. He named it, We didn't start the fire. <laughs> it was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. Oh, one of the greats. Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts, Frodo Baggins, Wilson, Hobbit, Donald Duck, Daffy Duck, also where's the beef? Pillsbury, Crescent Rolls, Dunkin' Donuts, Donut Holes, Finding Nemo, Drinking Coco, Keanu Reeves. Snod bottom OJ Ellen said, Yep, she's gay. David Crockett, ceiling fan, George Hamilton's tan, Titanic, Oscar Sweep, Alabama's f***ing sheep, Mary Rhoda, Kathy Holder, Honorable Judge Judy. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. Who did? No, we didn't light it, but we tried to fight it. Lizard Lake Mayberry Halloween is very scary. Now, it is a good, it is a great song. I, I do. I love it. Um, I saw somebody, I forget where I saw this. It may have been on TikTok. Somebody was talking about... Uh, they were like, oh, you know, a Billy Joel song. Not not a terrible one like We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> and then somebody was like, what? And they said, before you like come after me, they said, even Billy Joel hates that song. And and he and he's they always real sep- He's very self-deprecating about everything though. Anything that I've oh, seen know, him but talk about. I, well, I'm just I'm just saying it's funny that you said that because he, he was like, oh, it's like the same thing over and over. It's like da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And he was like, and just, oh, because somebody had rewritten it like for the for the, the next 20 years, I think it was like, uh-huh. I, I can't remember who it was, but, and it was like, um, 9-11 Twin Towers, and they were like, no, do not, nope. <laughs> One, the first, well, we didn't awful. start the fire, was all we needed. It was awful. So, no, when you hear it, turn the other. It's, we didn't start the fire is a great one. Now, I've heard, I've heard him talk the oh, same way it. about P- 
Piano Man. Like, it just goes over and over and over. It's the same thing. Mm. I've heard him say that. But that's, people love, you know, everybody loves that one. You know, nobody. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I, hey, I love We Didn't Start the Fire. I blasted it all the time, so. Listen, listeners. And I remember they. Blast it today in honor of Kendall. That's the Kendall's birthday you challenge. Better. You're going to listen to We Didn't Start the Fire 42 times in a row. Horseshoe, buffet line, overweight, payments late, giant body, clean plate, Sarah Palin, Jersey Shore, radiation at the core, honey boo boo, shut the door, I can't take it anymore. We didn't start that fire, it was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. Hey, you don't play that Billy Joel, you blast it. You blast it. Okay, now it's time for the surprise mm. segment, Cliff. Now, we talk a lot on this show. We about do. What else is there gratitude. to do but talk on this show? We talk about having gratitude. And, you know, I've been trying for almost 42 years to get you, Cliff, to meditate with me in the, in the, in the studio, in our, in our store. And you just, I, you're like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to buy crystals and I'm not going to meditate. But I thought for my birthday here, we're going to go out with a simple little quick. Gratitation, gratitude, meditation. Gratuitous gratitude. I no. would meditate all the time. I'm just not buying your crystals and your little pinto things, the pentec, what that goes pentometer or whatever, goes click clack back and forth. I'm, metronome? Yeah, I'm not buying it. You don't need a metronome to meditate. Sure, well, but, you, now you tell me. <laughs> you didn't ask. But Cliff, we're gonna we're all all the listeners. Uh, this will be the last thing we do. So just go ahead and get in a comfortable spot. You can fall asleep right after it if you need to. But take some time to place yourself in a comfortable position. Take a few deep breaths. Let your chest rise and fall with each inhalation and exhalation. And when you're ready, let your eyes drift as you continue to breathe slowly and deeply, let your attention rest gently on your breath, feeling the movement as it enters and exits your body. Each time you exhale, let go of any tension. Relax your face, your shoulders, your belly. You might take the final of your legs. On the next exhale, settle your attention to the area around your heart and focus on the feelings of love, compassion, empathy, forgiveness. With all the intention on your heart, all the intention on your bring heart. them on something or someone that you were grateful for. You were grateful for. As you continue with your easy, relaxed breathing, perhaps you feel gratitude for being alive. Perhaps you feel grateful for the abundance of nature versus nature. Bring the attention to the people who are you in your life, life and how they bless you with their presence. With their presence. A lot of 42-year-old birthday. Feel gratitude. Feel gratitude. Feel many gifts. You have been many gifts. You have been many gifts. Now bring your attention. Now bring your attention. Feel an area Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Wake back up. Wake back up. Wake back up. And I'll say, 
In closing, in closing, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. I feel so much gratitude. I feel so much gratitude. Let's you feel the gratitude. Let's you feel the gratitude. Let's just like Well, this has been a great show. This has been a great show. This has been a great show. I'll see you here next week. I'll see you here next week. Don't got nothing for that one. Don't got nothing for that one. Don't got nothing for that one.